0: Welcome to The Jay Kim Show. This is your host, Jay Kim. I am an investor, author, and fitness entrepreneur. And for the first time in Asia, I sit down with the world's most brilliant minds in business, investing, and entrepreneurship. You'll learn all the secrets, strategies, and formulas to becoming a successful entrepreneur directly from the masters. If this is your first time listening, thank you for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week with the goal of providing actionable insight to you, the listener, with every single episode. And now onto to the show. Today's guest is Chris Ducker, who is a serial entrepreneur, a keynote speaker, and best-selling author of the book Virtual Freedom. Virtual Freedom is similar to Tim Ferriss's four-hour workweek where he talks about how to run online businesses, with the help of hiring virtual assistants to do a lot of the grunt work for you. Chris is originally from the UK. He's lived in the Philippines for over 15 years, has a number of businesses. He is a popular business blogger and podcaster over at chrisducker.com. And he also has a personal branding business community which is called youpreneur.com. So he's a really good guy, just all around successful entrepreneur. He has a great story that he shares with us about how he became an entrepreneur and how he literally made the decision on a flight back to Asia from the US and as soon as he landed in Hong Kong for his layover he emailed in his resignation letter and has never looked back since I think you guys are going to enjoy today's episode Chris Thank you so much for being on the interview this morning. Entrepreneurship in Asia is an exciting new podcast that we are launching in Hong Kong. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on, man.
0: Great. Uh, No problem. You are an inspiration to myself and I'm sure hundreds and thousands of readers across the world. So I'm really excited to have you on. Uh, One of the things that uh, I wanted to first go over was sort of your background and how you became who you are today. Wow, uh, there's a rabbit hole, right? I know now. it's loaded.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I, I often say all I really am at the very core still today is just a sales and marketing guy. That's honestly what I truly am. I was, I dropped out of college uh, in London and started. Um, Working as a telemarketer in the publishing space in the UK, which then obviously kind of spilled over to other sales, uh, you know, display ad sales, um, event sales. I mean, you you name it, i pretty much sold it at some point in my career, I think. Um, and so, you know, that sort of is is still at the very core of what I do. Is I'm I'm a problem solver. That's what I believe. Every good entrepreneur or every good sales person is, they're just a problem solver. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm just a big fan of of kind of digging deep, finding out what people's biggest pain points are, and then obviously sitting back and looking at how I can solve those problems. And if I do it well enough, I'm then blessed as an entrepreneur to put a price tag on it and make money in the process of of, you know, making people's lives easier. And that's really what the core is still today.
0: Right and you yourself experienced a few pain points along the way I mean you you were always a problem solver, but you were not always an entrepreneur. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, I've only been an entrepreneur for 12 years. <laughs> only, yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only, right? <laughs> I've had a few, few problems in those years as well. But no, I mean, like I said, ultimately, my career has been sales and marketing pretty much all the way. Mm. Obviously, in the latter part of my career, before I kind of started working for myself, I was in managerial roles mm. and you know, managing teams of everything from eight to 10 people right up to 400 people
0: okay and then so what happened along the way that made you say i don't want to work for someone else anymore i want to work for myself i want to become what you call and have coined a virtual ceo what happened in your life that made you want to do that what my last ever job was with a guy um that was based out of miami in florida Mm -hmm.
1: And he was actually a very, very pleasant person, super nice, cool dude, like really nice guy to hang out with, um, you know, floor seats at the heat games, VIP tickets at Prince's pre super bowl concert, Mm. you name it. Like, like a cool guy to to be around, but he was an utter nightmare as a boss. Right. Like a complete nightmare to the point where he had me.
0: I'm sure so many people can relate to that. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, dude. I mean, you know, he, he had me, you know, BCCing seeing him into every single email that I sent out. Oh, he would receive a copy of every email that I would receive automatically. <laughs> so he was always sort of in that micromanaging role with me. And I learned a lot from him in regards to the power of branding. Uh, he was a very strong brand, a very successful multi-multi-multi-multi millionaire, uh, mm. you know, entrepreneur. But like I said, I also learn a lot from him in regards to how to not work with people and how to not build a business. And you know, it never ceases to amaze me. And I meet people like that quite regularly. Um, super successful, nice people, mm. but. I often scratch my head and I say, "How the hell do they get so successful?" <laughs> right, because they're right. just, you know, their personalities is just, is just not
0: the way I think about building and running businesses nowadays. That's right. Okay, interesting. So he was he was sort of the catalyst for you to he basically was a catalyst, be like, yeah, without you know a doubt, what? I've had and, enough. And
1: basically, what happened was he had me over in Miami for four weeks, and I was he was in the infomercial business, and so yeah. I was working on everything from product. You know, placement, distribution, script writing. I even did voiceovers for him, Um, casting, you name it. You name it Mm. in regards to the industry. I was involved in it. And uh, I did four weeks in Miami. It was a complete and utter nightmare. And at 37,000 feet on a Cafe Pacific flight from Miami to Hong Kong, I wrote (laughs) my resignation letter. And when I landed in Hong Kong Airport, I connected to their brilliant, super fast, free airport Wi-Fi, hit send, and I've never looked back.
0: Awesome. That's such a good story. And so now, fast forward, you have achieved virtual freedom, uh, and you are an entrepreneur, and you have said that you now have, you only work X amount of hours every week or month, Mm -hmm. and you have uh, complete freedom to spend time with the people that matter in your life, like your family and your kids. And uh, so I think that's amazing. You know, I I uh, I read your book, Virtual Freedom, and and it was a couple. It was maybe last year I think I, I found it, mm-hmm. and it was at the a time in my life where I was having a lot of angst at work as well, very similar to your uh, your story. And uh, I I sort of read it right after I read. Uh, you know how entrepreneurs you kind of go down these rabbit holes where you find some content and then it leads you to another uh, entrepreneur that has other good content so oh, i was yeah. doing that sort of thing and uh and I, I stumbled upon your book and i read it and it was like it blew me away because it was uh while i had known kind of you know it was it was kind of like a tim ferriss uh, 4 hour work week 2.0 because i'd read his book a few years back and i was like okay yeah yeah that that sort of lifestyle exists but uh, let me go back to my my desk job and uh, figure it out later and then <laughs> when your book came out it was really an eye opener i loved the book and and it was just packed with so much like real actionable sort of you know secrets and, and 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 tips to to actually tomorrow go out and and hire you know a va or or you know and and so thank you for that book it, it it's it was a uh, it was definitely part of the game changer for me mm-hmm. and um I don't know. Do you want? Do you want to say a few words about the book?
1: Well, no. I mean, I, I mean, first of all, thanks for picking it up. I, I appreciate mm. the kind words and everything. It, it's funny that you mention kind of for our work week two true story. We had pitched that book proposal to sixteen publishers in the United States. I had four offers A so twenty five percent buy in, which is ridiculous. Mm. Like even my <laughs> even my agent was was you know, surprised that we had that many offers. Um, And if if you look at the four hour work week, I think it was rejected 20 something odd times, right? So to get four offers off of 16 pitches was huge to begin with. So we were instantly over the moon. And the exact reason why this is, I couldn't make this stuff up. Even if you paid me this, the exact reason why I went with the publisher that I went with based out of Dallas was because when I spoke with them, Ah, uh, we had like a virtual kind of pitch meeting via via Skype. When I spoke hmm. with them, the head publisher at the house said to me that he felt that virtual freedom was the outsourcing life section of the four-hour work week on steroids. <laughs> and I awesome. was like, okay, where do I sign? Because they got yeah, it. exactly. They, they they got it completely, and and actually, Amazing. it wasn't the best offer. I could have oh, made right. more money on the advance, you know, going with, with at least one of the other offers that I got, mm-hmm. but I went with these guys because they got it. They understood what the book right. was all about. And, uh, we're now up to, I think 60 plus thousand copies sold. And, uh, and and it continue does great. I mean, it's out and it's in Chinese, it's in Japanese, it's soon to be in Spanish or, or French or I don't know. There's a whole bunch of you know foreign rights coming out at some point in the near future. So that
0: is yeah, awesome. very very happy with it. Very happy with yeah. the success. Yeah. Congratulations on your success with the Thanks, book. It's amazing. It. Chris, can you talk about some of the businesses that you've set up now? Uh, so you've been in the Philippines now for—is it fifteen years? Sixteen years now, yeah. Sixteen years, yeah, yeah. and you've you've set up a number of businesses there, uh, and and some of them are directly sort of offered referenced in your book, Virtual Freedom. Maybe you can run us through some of the things you're working on in the Philippines right now. Sure.
1: Well, there's you know there's three or four main entities, right? So there's 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 one kind of group, uh, and then everything kind of. Pops underneath that umbrella. So it's the live to Sell group. Um, mm-hmm. live to Sell is the you know outsourced call center that we own and operate here. Right. We're up to about four hundred and seventy full time employees with that business. Uh, mm. Serving mostly U.S.-based companies, uh, okay. they are. You know, there are some UK and some Aussie clients, and there's you know a few other bits and pieces from Europe. But stronghold being U.S.-based clients, and we handle everything from inbound customer service to you know outbound lead generation, appointment setting, and that sort of type of stuff. So that's that's kind of the the big elephant, right? That's the big elephant right. in the room. Um, and then uh, there's Virtual Staff Finder, which would have been referenced uh, two or yep. three times in, in Virtual Freedom, which right. is our recruitment uh, hub for busy entrepreneurs wanting to find you know experienced VAs here in mm-hmm. the Philippines. We only deal with Philippine-based VAs. We've got our ear very closely to the ground here. We know what works and what doesn't, so that's the right. focus there. And so that's Virtual Staff Finder. And then we have... Um, You know, the Chris Ducker brand. So, you know, ChrisDucker.com, mm-hmm. Upreneur.com, Tropical Think Tank, which is my annual conference that I hold in the Philippines every yep. year. Uh, there are mastermind events that I hold around the world when I travel. There's obviously the podcast, Upreneur FM, and, uh, you know, Upreneur.com, which is the mastermind community. So, all of those things kind of combined make up that third tentacle, if you say, for the Fred. online side of the businesses.
0: Wow that's amazing and 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 these you've just kind of built sort of like building blocks on top of each other I think you the call center was sort of your first one yes. right and then you just kind of expanded yes. from that Yes and I mean you know in all
1: honesty in full transparency I I don't I don't work at that call center anymore I haven't for 3 years I still mm. own and operate it outright I have no partners but you know, it's one of those businesses that can run itself now. You know, the, it's like perfect pass- passive income. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't necessarily call it passive, unfortunately. But I mean, you know, <laughs> I I still I have I have a monthly meeting with my general manager, who is an American and runs the business for me day to day, and then mm. every other member of my staff is local Filipino based. So yeah. you know, we have three floors in a in a five story facility. Um, we we are you know fully redundant with servers and backup generators mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. ISPs out of your eardrums. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a very very robust redundancy based you know setup business and uh, it does very very well. It's a multi multi seven figure revenue business and I'm very proud of what we built. But I have absolutely no inclination to go to a call center facility every day. So I, right. I try and avoid it like the plague, quite frankly. Uh, and I do a pretty darn good job of it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm sure you do. Okay. Uh, let's talk about entrepreneurship and entrepreneurs uh, yes. for a little bit here, Chris. There's a there's a there's there's a bit of a debate out there on are entrepreneurs born? Are they made? Can they be made? You know, I think that there's a there's a percentage metric. 90, 95% of people out there should not be an entrepreneur. They should work for someone else because they just aren't cut out for it. Maybe they're not hungry enough. Or maybe they're drawn to entrepreneurship for the wrong reasons. Maybe they're enamored by the money and and the lifestyle versus, you know, I mean, if you talk to real, most real entrepreneurs, they'll tell you, look, it's not, it's not easy. It's a lot of work, but it's, you know, it's fulfilling and, and, and it's doing something that you love. I and mean, it's also flexible, right? So tell me, uh, Chris, in your opinion, what is the, you, you're sort of a special, specialist in sort of online businesses, right? As well as, as, as your other businesses, mm-hmm. but what is the best and easiest way? Let's say I'm, Mr. J. Kim, and I'm working at a desk job that I hate, uh, similar to your, your Miami gig. And I'm, I'm about to board that plane and type up my, my resignation letter as well. Uh, as soon as I land in Hong Kong, uh, I'm going to send it off. What's the first thing after I hit send and all of a sudden I'm freaking out? Oh, what have I done? What's the first thing I should do to start uh, an online business or start my entrepreneurial journey?
1: Well, I mean, I, I don't think knowing entrepreneurs, knowing the people that I work with, uh, particularly online nowadays, the chances are that before you hit that send button on the resignation letter, the chances are you've already... Being an entrepreneur for a while. Uh, Almost everyone that I come into contact with nowadays has got some kind of what we call a side hustle, right? They're building a blog. They're recording a podcast. They're doing YouTube videos on a regular basis. They're active on social media. They're running a Facebook community, whatever it is. They're doing Hmm. something to ultimately try and kind of build an audience, build a community. And that right there is where the money is. That's where, when right. it comes to online business, it's not a, it's not just about solving a problem. It's not just about creating a product or a service and then getting it out there into the world. It's actually about building an audience. It's building a community because right. your audience will ultimately shape the way that your business grows into the future. I have pivoted several times with my online brand, with youpreneur.com, with Tropical Think Tank, with all of the masterminds. All those things have come about because of my audience's requirements, their needs, not what I think they want from me or need from me, but what I know from listening to them, from talking to them, to surveying them. Just yesterday, I hit send on my annual community survey online, Mm. and I've had over 800 people already reply. Wow, because yeah. they know that by surveying them and by them being able to give me honest answers because I do it anonymously, if they if they don't want to put their name and email, then they don't need to. Mm-hmm. So I know, and they know. That by doing that, I'm going to be able to then kind of continue to serve them on, on, on a regular basis through the content that I create, through the events that I hold and put on, through the books that I might write, through the right. you know videos I might record, and so on and so on and so on. So really, it comes down to audience, man. You've got to focus yeah. on building up your audience. And what your audience begins as might not be what your audience will be two years from now, even
0: six months from now. But you've got to start. You've got to get going with it. Right. That's that's great. You you bring up two really good points. The first one where you talk about the side hustle uh, is something that I would like to reiterate because a lot of people they say, "Oh, I want to quit my job. What should I do?" And then my first response is, "Don't quit your job." Right. You know, do not quit your job because being an entrepreneur is hard enough as it is, let alone if you don't have the financial backing or the support. You're you you know, it's it's you don't need that added stress. It's hard enough to build a business out there on your own let alone when, when you when you're can't even pay the bills. So don't do that. Do work on the side hustle. And then the second point that you bring up about letting your, you know, asking your audience, serving your audience, I think that's really important because a lot of people, uh, again, you know, it's, it's sexy right now to be an entrepreneur. Everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. You see people doing it in all shapes and forms online, Instagram models flashing you know, dollar, dollar bills and they're just getting sponsored money thrown at them. And so everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. But I think they're going into it for the wrong reasons, and not necessarily in the right direction. You know, you might start off uh, building a business, but then in the end, like you said, you have to listen to your audience. You have to serve your audience. If you don't, if you're not serving them, then they're not going to be your audience anymore. Right? right? Exactly.
1: And and yeah. you know that's what it is. It's serving, not selling. And I think everybody's mm-hmm. so that you know they're going after the quick buck. So. Mm-hmm intently that they forget about the fact that you've got to serve somebody before it's about rapport it's about trust you know that's part of Mm -hmm. the sales process without rapport and trust you have absolutely no right to pitch your products or service you haven't earned the right to do it so serve not sell but i will just comment on something very quickly when you say everybody wants to be an entrepreneur nowadays that's Mm -hmm. actually that's right but it's also wrong because I know people that have wanted to be an entrepreneur for decades, Mm -hmm. but they've never pulled the trigger. And the main reason why is because it was harder to do so 10 years ago, 15 years ago, Mm. 20 years ago. Nowadays, the entry barrier to call yourself an entrepreneur, to become quote unquote an entrepreneur has never been as low as it is today with the internet being the way it is. And when you do business online, you're open 365 days a year. You don't close your retail doors at all. And that's sexy. That's relative. That's what people are after the fact that they can ultimately make money as they sleep. And I do a lot of coaching with clients and they say, well, you know, I want to make six figure income. I want to make a hundred grand a year. Now, if you actually break that down and I reverse engineer all my goals, particularly financial ones, I reverse engineer right the way down to just what do I need to make per day and a hundred grand is only $297 a day. Wow. And almost everybody that I know that I coach as a business coach can easily make $297 a day. The reason why they're not is because they're procrastinating. They're fearful of rejection. They're fearful of failure. They haven't put the work in to build the audience up. They're not listening to their community's needs and they're launching products that aren't hitting with them. There's a disconnect in what they're saying and how they're saying it and so on and so on and so on. But $297 when you're open 24-7, 365, that's a very easy get, a very easy that's get. Right. But you got to put in the hard work first.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's, yeah, you, wow, there's so much, you just dropped a lot of gold there. So yeah, and you know, and like you said, the internet, you know, I mean, it's, it's a game changer. Uh, it's it's easier now than ever in history to start right. a business. But the, but the problem is, Jay, this is the problem. Because that entry barrier is
1: so low, the internet is now flooded with complete idiots. Mm hmm calling themselves entrepreneur. That's right. And people believe a lot of what they read on the internet. And that's where people are tripping up or getting tripped up as well. So, you know, You've got to go about it the right way. You serve, you don't sell, and you do it for the long. I'm all about the long game, man. I'm all about the long game. I'm not interested in making $10,000 today. I want to make hundred grand a month over the next right. 10 years. You know what I mean? Right. Like This is where our mindset should be. It shouldn't be about a quick buck. It should be about serving, not selling, and the long game approach to building a business.
0: Yeah, and I think until you have that mentality and that mindset, then... Until you have that, it's not really gonna work out for you because you what, yes, you might initially uh, you know make some make some money in the in the short term, but you're not you're, it's gonna run out quickly. and something you know you're not going to have the trust and the community built, like you said, uh to sustain it for the long haul. yeah, you know, so so you've you, you know you're you're in, you've got your hands in all this stuff, you know you' you've written a book, you you do online. Uh, you have a, a couple courses, I think, and you you're a public speaker. You do private coaching. Um, of all the different, you know, sort of products that you offer, which one would you say is your favorite, and which one is the most lucrative to your bottom line? Oh, wow. Um, well, I mean, if you take the call center out of it, yeah. If you just focus on
1: the online side of That's things, right. um, I would say the most lucrative in terms of you know, money in my pocket at the end of each year is probably now the Upreneur community. Uh, you know, you know, the beautiful thing about setting up a membership site is that it's number one recurring Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and number two, it is predictable. And I know roughly month to month, knowing that I'm going to lose a certain amount of members every month, I'm going to gain a certain amount of members every month or every time I launch, whatever it is, uh, it's, it's predictable and i right. think you know from a attractiveness perspective a recurring predictable business model is what every entrepreneur should be looking for mm. it's a lot of hard work you know running a membership you're 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 only as good as your last month, is what I say. So you know when you're when you're creating content, when you're on those live mastermind calls monthly, uh, you know you've got to drop those value bombs from as highest heights as you possibly can. And uh, you know when you're conversing with members inside the private forums, you've got to make sure that you bring it. You can't just you know give high fives all month long. It doesn't work like that. (laughs) So you know the you know for me that's probably the most and, and I say. The most lucrative with a little bit of a tongue-in cheek because you know, we're still only a year and a, a year and a bit into it um, mm. so it's still early days but long term that will definitely be the most lucrative so it's got great That potential. being said but uh, you know that being said, live events and my private coaching are probably the two things that I enjoy doing mm. the most. I enjoy youpreneur.com. Right. I enjoy the membership community don't get me wrong but there's something about putting on live events, bringing people together. And affecting change in the way they think about their lives and their businesses through those live events and through the private coaching that I do, that really jazzes me up above and beyond. everything. Right. I love. I mean, I love coaching. I love being able to help people break through their barriers, and and I I thrive on the on on the opportunity of breaking down somebody's business and then helping them build it back up again in a profitable manner.
0: Right. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, like you said, so like the membership sites. That's sort of the one of the holy grails of online businesses because, like you said, it's recurring income. But, you know, it's also a lot of work, uh, as you mentioned. And, you know, you are I, I see what you're doing, Chris. You're out there. You know, you're providing, you know, you have your podcast. That it's all just trust-building. And you do all that stuff for free. You're, you're blogging. You're doing all this stuff to build trust within that yeah. community, right? You got to do it. You got to do it. Because if if
1: you want someone to part with their hard-earned cash, you've mm. got to already have provided a lot of
0: value to them online already. That's just the way it is nowadays. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. So, so okay, let's say let's say me, Jay Kim. I'm I'm an aspiring young entrepreneur. I want to launch this podcast in Hong Kong. What what do you have available? What 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 does Upreneur specifically what how can that help me in in my business? And I'm not, I'm not sure yet, you know, how I'm going to monetize, but I just want to start of start building an audience, maybe build a email list. Mm-hmm. What can uh, your resource at Upreneur help me with? Well, I mean, you know, you talk about launching a
1: podcast and building email lists. We have full-on training material inside of Upendo to do those mm. two things, you know, precisely. And I've helped mm. launch a lot of podcasts over the last six years, being active online. And every single time I've done it, I've hit new and noteworthy. I've right. um, you know rocked out the top of the you know the top of the charts for a, a certain period of time to be able to gain. Uh, you know, loyal subscriber base and and all that sort of stuff. So I mean, you know, a lot of that training is inside of Upener. Upener is a premium, you know, community. It's premium mm-hmm. content. It's not what you'll mm-hmm. get on the blog. That's not to say that the blog and the podcast is not useful. It is right. a lot of great stuff is up there. A lot of great stuff is up there. But you know, the real in depth training, the in depth coaching is is saved and pulled
0: back on just for Upener members alone. Right. Right. So this is one of those bespoke courses that, you know, I mean, you got to invest in yourself, though. You know, you can't just, it's it's difficult to just try to wing it and and fly out, fly blind. Look, it's not for everyone. You know, it's $69 a month, for Christ's sake. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's your Starbucks on a monthly basis, right? Or whatever
1: it (laughs) is. Certainly in Hong Kong it is. Right. Yeah, it is. You're absolutely right.
0: So, so talk to me about tropical think tank. i'm really I'm really interested, actually, pr- both personally and from from sort of seeing stuff that you've done in the past, what is tropical think Tank? Well, Tropical think Tank is the annual mastermind conference that
1: I put on in the Philippines every year. I hold it every March. Um, and it came about actually, a funny story. I was in the United States. Uh, I had just had dinner with several industry peers, and we were uh, we had moved to a local kind of drinking spot watering hole Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. for some cocktails and a few cocktails in i turn around and basically say to everybody you guys are a bunch of a-holes because (laughs) i come over (laughs) to the u.s to you know hang out with you guys obviously i go over for speaking and things like but i come over to the u.s i hang out with you guys and you've never been in the philippines that's right ever and it was amy porterfield uh, right, who wow. is an incredibly successful online entrepreneur, mm-hmm. very good friend. Amy turned around and said, uh, I'll come to the Philippines. And then John Lee Dumas said, I'll come. And then Flynn awesome. said, Well, I'm coming if they're going. And you know, awesome. before we knew it was happening, I was basically putting on an event for all my buddies really, it was all my friends, close yeah. friends. Um, and we did the first event and we didn't really know what we were doing. Um, I think we sold 26 or 27 tickets or something. It's a premium event. You know, it's, yeah. it's $4,000 a ticket. It's not cheap, um, mm-hmm. but it's very intimate and it's very private and we hold it at a beautiful five-star beach resort. It's five nights. We do lots of learning, I Bring bringing speakers from all around the world. Still, we do a lot of masterminding, a lot of co-working. Um, and, uh, You know, it's just a great experience for people to come together with like-minded individuals that are, you know, all doing very well in their business already. It's not for beginners. This is, uh, you know, something that uh, somebody with, uh, you know, a, a good hold on their business already is is you know that's who it's
0: level that level that up yeah it's
1: kind of you know six figures and above kind of type thing right and uh that's that's not to say that if you could afford it and you were still starting out you wouldn't get a lot from it you could but we're quite protective of the fact that you know other people that are there want to be surrounded by people that are at least where they are or hopefully two or three clicks even above so you know we we have several you know several millionaires attend the event every year and, uh, you know, people taking their businesses from, you know, very kind of small six figures to mid-six figures within you know, a year after the event. So it's That's very cool. action orientated and it's easily one of the favorite things that I do every year now.
0: Yeah, I've heard so much, uh, so many good things about you. John Lee Dumas was actually, we, I had him on a couple of weeks ago on the podcast and I was like, have you ever been to Asia? And he said, well, I've been to the Philippines. Does that count? And I was like, <laughs> I bet I know where you went. <laughs> yeah, yeah. John
1: actually came to the first one, like I said. And then what we do every year is we run a attendee survey after the event. Mm. And whoever is voted the best speaker of the event each year instantly gets an invite back to the next year. Awesome. And so John John was voted top speaker the first year. And and it's not just on-stage antics. It's also off-stage kind of, you know, masterminding and social antics as well. So it's yeah. all kind of combined. And, and he won the first year, which he loves sticking it to Pat Flynn to on a regular basis. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Amazing, amazing so Chris let's look to wrap up here I thank you so much for your time I'm really uh, I'm really respectful and thankful for for you uh, sharing of your story and all the all your My pleasure. insight and knowledge problems so I have two questions for you left uh, okay. the first is if you had one piece of advice to give to our young aspiring entrepreneurs here in Hong Kong listening into this show what would it be
1: I would say you know be you hmm because uh, there's only one you, and you are 100% original. You can't be copied. Uh, your products could be copied. Your services could, you, could be copied. Your online landing page could be copied, but mm-hmm. you can't be copied. And people want to do business with other people, people that they know, love, and trust. And notice how I said no love and trust, not like and trust. That whole no like and trusting is BS nowadays. You have (laughs) to know somebody, you've got to love somebody, and you've got to trust somebody to want to do business with them. We want to become somebody's favorite, Jay. That's really what it is. Um, And that's what you want as an aspiring young entrepreneur is to become somebody's Favorite. Favorite blogger, favorite app developer, favorite podcaster, favorite YouTube star, favorite social media, whatever it is, you've got to become somebody's favorite.
0: So just be you. It's 100% original. Nobody can copy it. Yep. Wise words from Mr. Chris Ducker. Uh, awesome. So the final question is, where can people find you? Where Where do you want the attention to be uh, from, my, from my audience? Just chrisducker.com. Simple as that. ChrisDucker.com. Get everything you need there at ChrisDucker.com. Awesome. Well, Chris, thanks. It's been really enjoyable uh, talking to you, and I really appreciate your time. It was all my pleasure. Good luck. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. All the show notes and links can be found over at jkimshow.com. Come back often and make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Don't forget to join us next week for another exciting episode of The Jay Kim Show. I'd love to hear your comments. You can find me on Twitter at Kimmer, J-A-Y-K-I-M-M-E-R. See you guys next week.